Hi, everybody. It's me, Sarah Benincasa. Welcome to another mini episode of Well, This Isn't Normal. I'm so happy that you're here. There will be no bells and whistles. There will be no theme music. That's how you know it's a mini episode. Uh, I really appreciate the feedback that I've gotten from people over the past year about this podcast. It's been almost a whole year now. And I wanted to do a, a little episode that sort of returns us to the initial focus, which was and continues to be stress relief. I wrote an essay recently for Medium. I, I uh, have a contract with them to do four columns per month. And I've been doing that January, February, and now March. Um, and I, you know, I've written for them before. Sometimes I write essays for them that then get republished on a different um, magazine that uses Medium, different magazines, a series of different magazines, especially human parts, but there's one called Curious. There are a bunch of others that either are owned by Medium or that use Medium as their primary publishing platform. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a mini episode because I'm like adjusting the gain very awkwardly as we go. It's fun. It's an experiment. What is audio really? Anyway, so um, you're also probably going to hear bird sounds. You may hear my cat at a certain point. It's going to be an entire exciting adventure. And, uh, you know, don't you love that? Don't you love the authenticity? <laughs> probably not. Okay. Anyway, um, so I write different things for Medium, and this is something that I wrote for Medium, and it incorporates a lot of kind of what we deal with on the podcast. Um, so it's called Build Your Relaxation Toolkit, and if you ever want to access all of this stuff that I write for Medium, you can go to sarahjbenincasa.medium.com. Also, if you want to support this podcast, patreon.com slash sarahbenincasa. You also can go to at sarahjbenincasa on Twitter or Instagram. Okay, so here we go. Build Your Relaxation Toolkit. Relaxation exercises are a kind and simple route to remind, to remembering that it is possible to change one's own mood, even if just for a little while. As someone who has dealt with panic attacks and depression on and off since childhood, I've long envisioned my array of favorite relaxation techniques as a toolkit. I'm not an expert, but I did take that kindergarten lesson about sharing to heart. So I'd like to present a few options to you today. To make my qualifications or lack thereof clear, I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, yoga teacher, or monk. I'm an author, comedian, and actress with an MA in education from Teachers College at Columbia University and a BA in creative writing from Warren Wilson College. I also speak about mental health awareness at colleges and companies. It's incredibly rewarding, and I think I bring a lot of value to these organizations, but I'm always clear that mental health advocacy is not the same as the evidence-based work of clinical research and treatment. Sidebar, that is really, really important. I think there is, um, there are a lot of charlatans, unfortunately, in the world of mental health in general, not just mental health advocates such as myself. I am not a charlatan, but people who are just like, my boyfriend broke up with me. He's a narcissist and so is everybody else in the world. I wrote 
I read three books about it. Now here is an Instagram uh, meme account that I'm making. And also, I'm an expert. You can take my course, which is ridiculous. It's, it's dangerous to throw around terms when one has not done actual um, supervised clinical research. Uh, one has not actually been trained. Uh, you know, you, you really need to be very careful about the language around these things because you can do harm, because you can uh, hurt other people. That's really, really important. It's certainly it's something that, that, that I've learned over time and that I continue to check myself on because it's really easy to be like, that's what this person is, that's what this person is. And, and I get that, I get that. If, if, if you have a very, for example, if you have a, a, a very strong concern that somebody you know is exhibiting symptoms of, of bipolar 2, let's say, and you're not a shrink, but you really, you're like, I've seen this, I feel it, I know what it is, I've been here before, I get that, that's great. But you're probably going to talk to that person about seeking help, um, or you're going to detach with love if, if you feel like the person is not going to seek help for what they're experiencing, because you have to protect yourself first, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first, all that stuff, right? Got it. But what you're not going to do is start going on TV proclaiming yourself as an expert or trying to build some sort of like massive audience uh, online based on on your expertise on other people's issues when you haven't actually worked as a, a counselor for real, for real. Like you can hang out a shingle and call yourself a life coach. There's no regulation around that title. But you can't do that if, if you want to do the real work of, of psychology, which is a science and an art combined that requires training. When I talk about this, somebody always messages me and it's like, are you talking about this asshole specifically? And I'm like, no, I'm talking about a lot of assholes who are charlatans, who are peddling snake oil, who are peddling a cure that isn't real, who are building a cult of personality. And I get it. We all love feeling great about how much we know about stuff. But when I'm listed, you know, when I go and give speeches or whatever, and they list me as a, a mental health expert, if I catch it in advance, I say no, and I always push back because that's irresponsible. It's also incorrect labeling. It's wrong advertising. Okay? Got it? Check to see the training of the people that, that you're listening to. Check and see, uh, find out who they are and what they do, what kind of research they've done. Even if they are, by the way, a psychologist or psychiatrist, licensed counselor and social worker, they've got those letters after their name, right? You need to see that this person didn't get their MD from the university of I made it up in my backyard and it got discredited later. Like really do check it out. And that's not to be an academic snob or something. I don't mean they had to go to Harvard Medical School, which by the way, has been responsible for plenty of fuck shit in this life. But you need to know that this person is who they say they are. And beyond that, that that they're trustworthy. And if you look at that stuff and you find, okay, yes, this person has a lot of wisdom. This person has a lot of common sense and I appreciate them regardless. That's great. Go hang out with them. Uh, well, maybe not in person right now, but you know, read their stuff. If uh, There are people like that who um, who I just find to be deeply wise and insightful, and it doesn't matter what their certification is or not. But you got to take it with a grain of salt if anybody promotes themselves as an expert and their expertise is just talking about how they were the victim of a lot of other people's abuse. And that's their, like, that doesn't, being hurt by others doesn't make you an expert. 
it's your experience and it sucks, but you have to do the internal work to deal with that. And that's often quiet. And it often, you don't go usually in two years from realizing you've been through a lifetime of pain and suddenly telling other people how to live their lives because now you're an expert like that. I have a real problem with that because I think it takes advantage of vulnerable people. I think it takes advantage of of people who are hurting. That said, I hope you're enjoying this free podcast in which I am definitely not an expert. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Back to the essay. All right, so we've established it's incredibly rewarding going to talk about mental health awareness, which is a thing that I do. I have a panel soon at a corporation. That's great. Love that. I think I bring value to it, of course, but I'm always clear that mental health advocacy is not the same as the evidence-based work of clinical research and treatment. When I was a high school teacher many years ago, I found that basic breath work really helped some of my students to access their creativity with reduced stress and embarrassment. It made a lasting impression on me and affects the way I work with one-on-one writing and editing clients to this day. On my podcast, While This Isn't Normal, I discuss stress relief with people from a variety of backgrounds and professions. I also sometimes take the listeners through a guided breathwork and visualization experiences. And then I'm like, ah, it's accessible through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, blah, blah, blah. A bare bones episode, Return to This Moment, focuses on rest and breathing exercises, but most have some component of these practices. My aim is not to improve your productivity. That's a trap. I do not seek to cure, fix, or heal any illness. I am allergic to snake oil salespersons. Science is real. Medication is great when it's the right fit and you don't get sick because of negative energy. Although plenty of people will try to empty your pocket by guaranteeing you they can, for example, cure your cancer with the power of positive thinking. Hashtag Louise Hay. Positive thinking and prayer can be incredibly helpful. The law of attraction is garbage and the secret is a pile of chicanery and white-centered bullshit. Crystals are pretty rocks. They were probably mined in a terrible way by underpaid folks with no labor protection, so do your research. There are exceptions. I encourage you to seek medical attention for physical or psychiatric, and they are interrelated, issues that interfere with your quality of life. My only point here is to help you lower your stress and feel a bit more comfortable with your body and mind just as they are right now. Be gentle with yourself and work within the boundaries of your abilities. Do not push yourself to breathe harder, faster, or more deeply. Modify these exercises as necessary. Before we begin, a note. If breathing is hard for you, I encourage you to let go of any expectations there. If you are recovering, by the way, from, uh, for example, COVID-19, if you are recovering from uh, bronchitis, um, any kind of respiratory infection, or if your breathing is impacted for different reasons, okay, keep this in mind. Let go of any expectations and simply focus on silently counting the moments as you scan your body slowly from your toes to the crown of your head to tap into what you're feeling today. Quit any of these exercises at any time. This is not a competition. And don't try to do this shit while you're driving, okay? Ending up in a ditch because you're so relaxed is not a particularly chill experience. Okay, let's start with belly breathing. Place one or both hands on your belly. With your mouth closed and the tip of your tongue touching the slightly raised fleshy area immediately behind and above your two front teeth. Right. <laughs> Inhale slowly and steadily through your nose so that you feel your diaphragm begin to expand. Your belly will inflate like a balloon. 
this will be harder if you're tense or panicked. So don't push it. It's okay. If, if you are in a tense moment, um, you may feel a lot of tightness in your belly and that's okay. You're basically chipping away. <laughs> Think of it as chipping away at ice right now. And, and it, it does work. It'll get easier as time goes on. Just feel for the smallest sensation that indicates you're letting more air enter that part of your body. Pause at a comfortable point, then slowly exhale at a consistent rate. No sudden. <sighs> okay, so let's try. Tip of your tongue, touching the slightly raised area immediately behind and above your two front teeth. Inhale slowly and steadily through your nose. Feel that diaphragm begin to expand. And now, slowly exhale. At a point that feels good to you, pause in the stillness at the bottom of the exhalation. Now slowly inhale again for a steady count until you feel your lungs at or near a comfortable capacity. Pause here to sense how full your belly is. Slowly and steadily release the breath, this time pushing the exhale just a little bit farther than before. You may wish to picture a tube of toothpaste being squeezed all the way out or a balloon deflating completely. Pause for a moment, and when you reach the edge of your comfort with this emptiness, release any tension and breathe normally. Okay, we're going to do this together. Let's do this the whole thing together. Ready? Okay, put one or more hands on your belly. Even if you don't like that part of your body, it's time to make some friends with it. If you find you can't put your hands there without focusing on things you don't like about any part of your body, right, don't worry about it. Point is just to get you into a little bit of a different headspace right now. Um, headspace, feel free to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> okay, inhale slowly and steadily through your nose. Pause. And now slowly and steadily exhale through the mouth. Pause for a moment. And now release any tension. <sighs> Breathe normally. Note how you feel, especially in your shoulders and back. Stretch your jaw gently. Rotate your neck a bit if you like. And then repeat the breath cycle again. And conclude with a few moments of rest. So let's do this again. Hand on the belly or not. Trevor tongue behind the two front teeth. Breathe in slowly. Pause up top. Feel that diaphragm expanding. And now exhale slowly. Okay, now inhale slowly again. Pause up top. And exhale slowly again. Exhale a little bit more this time. Now inhale again. Pause up top. And exhale slowly again. And breathe normally. Ooh. Move your shoulders around. You might want to, I'm standing up as I'm recording this. You might want to put your hands on your lower back. See how that feels. Ah. Ah. Okay, 
I've decided I'm going to make this a multi-parter to keep this a true mini-sode. So that was the belly breath, and that will be the foundation of the other techniques that we learn in the next few episodes. So thank you for being here. You can support this podcast, patreon.com slash Casa. I hope you feel great. Feel free to give me feedback at Sarah J. Benincasa on Twitter or Instagram. If you want to read uh, the full essay or any of my other essays, this one's a bit of what we, it's a bit servicey as we call it in publishing, which is to say that it's, it's mostly like tips and tricks for what to do versus a longer form personal essay of like the Joan Didion variety or something. But there's a mix at sarahjbenincasa.medium.com. Um, I also have books out. The most recent one is Real Artists Have Day Jobs, but there are some other ones. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I wish you the best. And I will drop another mini-sode soon where we will get into the square breath. Happy breathing. Take good care of yourselves. Don't take no shit from nobody. Okay, bye. <laughs>